This is an ABC podcast. How how how's the how is it on the um, central coast today? Is it okay? Yeah, now it's a sunny day uh, from yesterday, and then today it's like a fully sunny day now. On the bushy central coast of New South Wales, in a house not far from the beach, Guo Jan has built a fish pond. I watch the TV programs. <laughs> you, you know that TV program, people being up at the house by themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so outdoor, He's an artist and he knows how to make things. If it wasn't for lockdown homeschooling, it would be peaceful. No, 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 I'm talking. This isn't where you'd expect to find a veteran of the People's Liberation Army, China's national military. Only a few decades ago, Guo Jian was a soldier. He'd swore an oath to follow the leadership of the Communist Party of China, the military of the motherland. That was until, in a lonely mountain village, he discovers an Australian radio station radio Australia. that opens up his world. I'm Elizabeth Kulas. Welcome to Days Like These. It might sound cliche, but music can be a powerful and potent force. And today, reporter Joey Watson brings us the story of a Chinese soldier whose world is turned upside down by just one song. Guajian grew up in Duyan, a little city in southwest China. It's really in the middle of the mountain. The two sides, both sides, the east and the west, are just mountains. And in the middle is a river goes across the whole city. It's really, really beautiful. The time I started to go into school, it's just two years after the Cultural Revolution started. 1968, I was six. There's nothing we can learn, only just mouse works. You sing the song, you love your country, you love the Communist Party. Before the, the, the music or the sounds we listen to, always just a propaganda or revolutionary kind of uh, sounds. Uh, nothing related to like a human feelings. So that was basically my environment. It wasn't just indoctrination in schools. This was the height of the Cultural Revolution. Chinese society tried to purge itself of anything or anyone deemed Western or capitalist. If you were denounced as an enemy of the revolution, you could be publicly executed. That was part of Guojian's childhood, like when he was called to an event at his town's public square. Around New Year's time, they gathered all the people, including us, like students. We always put it in the front to watch. The gunshots started, and then everyone rushed to the to the scene to see if they did or not. That time, they killed like um, I think more than ten at the same time. 
totally shocked me. And uh, I, I remember like uh, two weeks, I couldn't eat meat at all. I was really terrified. Despite the horrors of the Cultural Revolution, Guojian remained a patriot. When he finished high school in the late 70s, he had to work out what he was going to do next. Grew up in that environment, which is the movie you watch always, just the, the war movies, how, they, how great we are. In 1978, Guojian decided to join the People's Liberation Army. Well, if you join the army, so you can go to uniform, you have uh, white gloves, and which make you really, really super cool. Nah? A soldier, you're just like a hero. You join the army, you are, you are a hero already. Recruitment was tough. They sent us to this countryside, uh, which is in the mountain area, uh, this uh, little uh, village in the, in the middle of nowhere. And also every morning you have to carry all your gear you know, to run for like a 10 case or 5 case each morning. They give you some dry grass as a bed. You just put on the floor and then bricks to, 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 to circle your, your, your space for yourself. And then we literally sleep on the floor for three months. But then one day, a couple of months in, Guojian got a tap on the shoulder. I was in the middle of the training, still in the class, and then suddenly there's uh, someone come up, and they call me up and say, OK, you come out. Now someone wants to uh, see you. So I walk out with another guy, two of us were being called out, and I walk out that there was a jeep there waiting for us. Didn't say anything, they just said, uh, get all your stuff and get into the jeep, that's it. He was driven a few kilometres into town taken into a room and sat in front of an officer. And then when I got there, they said, we need you as a secretary. As a secretary, Gorjan was instructed to look after the equipment, like weapons or communications gadgets. And he was given one very important piece of equipment. And uh, because the, the officer just say, this is the machine we're going to use. It was a radio. The radio is called the uh, Panda. Uh, the brand was the Panda. And in China in the late 70s, that was an extraordinary privilege. I mean, uh, before that, before the army, I already heard um, uh, some of the radio stations in, in my hometown, but it's like you never got a chance to, to listen to them. The, the, the government or the police chasing that, if they found you are listening to uh, radio stations, you but people that literally being detained or sent to jail, that sort of things. Some, someone literally get killed. No? So that night, after settling into his new job, Gorjan was on night patrol when he overheard his officers using radio equipment in the back of a truck. He wanted to see what they were up to. It was not only for my job, but the curiosity as well for myself. Gorjan thought they might be intercepting enemy signals. They, I thought that they must be really seriously working there. But he was wrong. They were listening to shortwave radio. One of my officer, he told me, literally it's a radio you can listen to everywhere around the world. And not just local stations. They listen to the radios from outside China. And on the first night, it was Radio Australia. (laughs) 
are tuned to Radio Australia, the overseas service of the Australian Broadcasting Commission. Radio Australia, 这里是澳洲广播电台。这是澳洲广播委员会海外节目，澳洲广播电台 Radio Australia. That's my first time in knowing Australia. 由澳洲东部时间九点半钟到。<laughs> really quick, really, really quick, because it's you don't want to listen too long because you don't want the other soldiers to find out you are listening to that. Radio Australia is the ABC's overseas broadcasting service. It was set up during World War Two, but by the 1970s, it was broadcasting across our region, including in communist China. You want me to start? Yes.、From Yeah. My name is Linda Xia. My name is Linda Xia. Where she got her start as a radio journalist. One day, her brother told her about an opportunity in Australia. Hey, did you see? There is Australia looking for translator announcer in their radio station. Do you like to try? Okay, okay. Lucky me. For some reason, I was picked. I was the very first recruited. For work in Australia, I, I think I made history. Linda's arrival may have been historic, but Radio Australia was really just run like a normal radio station. In those days, we work in Melbourne City CBD. They send us around to Tasmania, to Northern Territory, but they prefer the world news. Except that listeners, scared of being denounced by neighbours or friends, had to go to extreme lengths to tune in. They usually have people inside the house. Everybody cover them, cover their head with their you call it dunas, and listen to the shortwave. But Radio Australia in Southeast Asia. In China, because Radio Australia gives them the world news, as they say, it's all truth, nothing but the truth. I feel very proud. For Guo Jian, though, it wasn't just the programs of Radio Australia that were shaking his world. It was the music. The Chinese language program opened with a Taiwanese singer, Teresa Tang. So Teresa Tang is kind of like a Carol King figure. She sang love ballads like this one, "The Moon Represents My Heart." They made her wildly popular.、Uh, so Teresa Tang is one of the person that time. It's a really open of a Chinese mind. Well, just 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 like you, you you 
were crazy about the Beatles. She is so important. And her song is the one、uh, one song that keep it repeated all the time. Say we we have the request program. We have two three times request program. She had so many fans. In some parts of Asia, she might be played for the first dance at a wedding, but in China, she was a secret, only known to those willing to risk listening to foreign radio. It's a, it's a, the first time you know there's something differently, totally different from the revolution songs, and you you never thought about that there's this kind of a soft music existed. We didn't even know there's、uh, romantic things happening in the world. If you listen to that, or if they find out, you will get into、uh, trouble. Like you get arrested. Some people literally get、uh, executed because they 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 smuggle the 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 types from outside China. That wasn't enough to stop Guojian from making his next move. One night, listening to the radio. He saw that his officer had another device. I just realized、uh, one of the officer he had the recorder there. The officer was too scared to record anything, but Guojian must have been high on love songs. I just want to show him, so like、uh, I'm recording for myself. If anything happened, it's not your fault. It's my fault. So he pretending knows nothing, but we literally recorded from almost from the beginning at the end. We recorded almost every single sound from Teresa Tang. The cassettes were his most coveted possession. The entire Teresa Tang discography, secretly recorded from live radio Australia broadcasts, they were never to be shared. Until one night, when his company was camped out in the countryside. During the Moon Festival, we live in this kind of a、uh, in the in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. We were totally isolated. You know, naturally, the soldiers kind of really feel sad. They they miss the home, the the loved ones. So my officer just came to me saying, "Okay, you're the one. You should find a way to cheer them up." He was trying to force me to sing in front of soldiers with those kind of revolution stars. But I just said to him, "I said, look, this this is not going to work. If you really really want me to do this job." I I suggested that we can play Teresa Dent's music for them. He said, "No, no, no, that this is too dangerous." Guojian convinced his officers to let him play the recordings, and in the scene that followed, a group of Chinese combat soldiers sat around listening to love songs. That was the one time, first time we openly. Play the Teresa Dent's music in front of all the soldiers. Literally crying you know, that night. You know. Every single soldier that time, when you ask them, saying if you sing、uh, Teresa Dent's song without thinking, they will sing this song straight away. Guojian's mind had been opened by Radio Australia and the music of Teresa Teng. He soon left the army and moved to Beijing to study art.、Uh, that was、uh, 1985. It was a totally different life. The Chinese capital was in the midst of a kind of moment of openness. This kind of policy to open the door to 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 the world. This led to a greater tolerance for music and culture from the West. 
pop stars made landmark tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Michaels came came to 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 China and then have the show and then another Japanese uh, band came as well. It's like a rock and roll kind of a music, pop music, totally different. I was shocked. The Western pop music pulsing through Beijing meant that Teresa Teng was suppressed for a different reason, as Guojian found out. She just wasn't that cool. Because I was studying art. The artists there, the, we were thinking we are arty people, we don't listen to music like that. So no one really talking about Teresa Teng, and most of the artists usually they listen to this sort of arty songs or arty musics. They don't want to sing like that. They say, oh, that's too women. You're too, like, women. You are, you are too go. No, you, you don't sing like that. <laughs> but even in Swinging Beijing, Guojian would listen to Teresa Tang's songs in secret. One night, when I, I got that little uh, small radio, I listened to that. And then his roommate walked in. And he heard that, he started singing as well. And I said, oh, you know this song, you don't really think this song is like a too, too tacky to you? And he said, no, 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 not at all. So we literally start openly listening to that. And then you go to um, the university, like those people, they still think about uh, Tang is too tacky to listen to, that sort of things. But then when you go to the, some of the parties, some of the people start play the music of, uh, of Tang. No matter how tacky, you can't beat a classic track. In 1989, the energy of Beijing swelled into Tiananmen Square. Students began protesting for greater freedoms, and Guo Jian, once a doctrinaire soldier of the People's Liberation Army, was amongst the protesters. From the beginning, when we uh, come for the, uh, marching towards to Tiananmen Square from the universities, people mostly they sing the international. The Internationale is a communist anthem. The students were repurposing it against the government. Internationale is the song we get together, we're going to start the revolution, this kind of things. But when they began occupying the square, many of the students turned to hunger strikes and the tune changed. We all lie on the ground. And we all have to like really stick together, especially during the night. It was really cold, you know. Some of us we start singing Teresa Tens songs. I sing myself, and then some people start singing as well. Teresa Tang, the moon represents my heart, became a war cry for the movement. In that kind of situation, sometimes you need this kind of a, a, a you can call it romantic, or you can call maybe relax to ease your your nerves. So you're hiding for so long, you, you, you burst out altogether. Eventually, the Tiananmen protests became the Tiananmen Square Massacre. On June 4, 1989, the tanks came in. Many soldiers just with their guns and heavy, heavy, big sticks pushed us 
pushed us and beat us. I shouted, shouted, get, get away, get away. I was totally shocked. I couldn't really believe that happened. Before I already questioned myself about army life, about the army, about all the Communist Party, about the government, about the cultural, all these things, I already, already been thinking about that. But I still held, held a little hope, thought the army never shoot its people, right? So I still have that kind of hope. But when that really happened, and I'm totally disappointed. After the Tiananmen Square massacre, it was dangerous for protesters to be in Beijing. That time, soldiers still kind of uh, searching for the students or the people involved. So Guo Jian made a plan to come to Australia. Australia is one of the country the people really nice and the people really helping. I think it, that's the one reason I choose Australia. But he didn't have a passport. In fact, he'd never even left China. So the women of the Chinese government trying to reassert its authority. Oh yes, I mean, I was being punished. Guo Zhen was sent back to his hometown. I had no job. I, I couldn't go anywhere. Everywhere I'd go to find a job and then uh, they all, for some reason, I can't, uh, they just said they can't accept me. Every time they send a letter to me, my letter's already open. Yeah, so it was like uh, everywhere I go, I always uh, followed. He was harassed and intimidated. And then we got uh, like uh, 10 police that came into my house, lock on the door, and then I was trying to turn my lights on and they already cut all the power off, that sort of things. After three years, I didn't think about to to go to Australia at all because I thought it was too hard. After three years, Guo Jiang got a call from the police. The situation in China was shifting. The police call me from my, my hometown. They're saying, um, they come, literally, they came to my house. They say, oh, you can get your passport now. And, uh, and they start apologizing by saying, oh, no, we are the one not really trying to stop you. It's because from, uh, from, from, from the app. They say, now you are, you are definitely able to go now. They're really nice to me then. Three years after Tiananmen, Guo Jan was on a plane to Australia. That was my first day to leave the country and the first day to get on the big plane. And I've never get on the plane before. The, the plane arriving in Australia in Sydney is like really, really early. I think it's kind of a nine o'clock in the morning, something. And my friends took me to Newtown to have, have lunch. The inner city bohemian suburb of Newtown in Sydney was everything he could have ever have hoped for. And uh, at that time you see so many uh, artists, young artists or poor artists, and all just hang around uh, a lot there. I was really happy about this, different uh, culture living together. That was the, the first day, literally the first day made me home there. And they took me to this Chinese restaurant on King Street, just next to the hotel, Sandrum Hotel. It's a Chinese restaurant, but run by a Taiwanese, I think a Taiwanese lady. And she had, uh, she had all the records there. And of course, 
amongst the records, Teresa Tang. So I said, okay, I don't give shit about this. <laughs> so I start singing uh, uh, Teresa songs. But everyone knows the one <laughs> about the, uh, the mood can represent my heart. Oh, still, still really touched. Now she's just the one that really crossed my life. No. Today's story was reported by Joey Watson. Thanks so much for listening to Days Like These. If you've got a story to share with us, do get in touch. We take voice memos, we take emails. Our address is dayslikethese at abc.net.au. And if you haven't already, you can follow Days Like These on the ABC Listen app or wherever you listen so that you never miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and a review. We love to hear what you think and it helps new people find the show. Days Like These is hosted by me, Elizabeth Coolass. Today's episode was reported by Joey Watson and it was made on the lands of the Wiradjuri, Woiwurrung and Gadigal peoples. Sound design and engineering on this episode by Matthew Crawford. The supervising producer is Ian Walker and our script editor is Sophie Townsend. Our brilliant executive producers are Ian Walker and Tom Wright and our theme song is Yeah Na by the Gooch Palms, courtesy of Ratbag Records and BMG. See you next time. On the next episode of Days Like These, a story of love at first sight. After a chance encounter with an orphan while holidaying on the Greek island of Crete, one couple is determined to do whatever it takes to create a family. We were driving back to the hotel and I just couldn't get out of my mind. I just felt so wrong to leave her there. And the further we went, the worse I felt. I had visions of her being there alone at night in the dark and in the cold and not having anyone to love her. That's next week on Days Like These. And while you're waiting for that episode to drop, why not try another great ABC podcast like this one? Hi, I'm Nazim Hussain. I'm a comedian, so naturally, I'm really good with money. <laughs> I'm also the new host of The Pineapple Project, a new series of the podcast all about making life sweeter. This season, we're on a mission to make you rich. Well... Richer, we're not going to tell you how to play the share market or start a multi-level marketing scheme selling you, I don't know, Nazim Hussain action figurines. <laughs> Although if you do want one, there's only 499 left. So get in quick. I bought the first one. This is a 
podcast about saying no to all the stuff the world convinces us we need to buy to be happy and helping you save a ton on things like phones, cars, eating out and clothes. So join me for Frugal by The Pineapple Project. Get richer now and get it on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.